I learned today when I was typing out DFAW and assuming it would just autocomplete mm-hmm. and go to the podcast agenda. Instead, I hit enter and it searched DFAW and the first results, which always used to be descendants of the founders of ancient Windsor, now came up with a song, D period, F period, A period, W period, by a rapper who's based in Philadelphia. Listen to the whole song. Couldn't figure out what DFAW stands for. I think it's us. I, don't know. I think it's just a big nod to us. I can't, can't imagine <laughs> what think- else it would be. I think he's on the Greyhound from Philly to, <laughs> to Atlantic City every weekend, and he's like, this is a podcast to listen to. Howdy, it's Monday, May 3rd, 2021, and this is episode 148 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Aska, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? We're back. One week, just like we said. What's good, Craig, other than the belch you gave me right before the start of me reading it? Uh, that, that was a weak one. It wasn't even any good. <laughs> I hung strong. Made it through. We have AC plans to talk about. That's good. Oh, that is very good. It's funny because I just got back a week ago. Two and a half weeks away. Yeah, and I'm already like, this is going to be amazing. (laughs) It's going to be good. That's what happens when you go 14 or 15 months without going. Every time feels like it's been forever. Yeah. For me, it's been more like forever. That's true, yeah. I was literally there eight days ago. Uh, So good. Feels like an eternity, though. (laughs) Should we talk about 1948? It has to be better than 1947, right? So you you found this wonderful article. Why don't you give us the rundown on it? I will say we got rave reviews for the 1947 content. Really? Just to clarify. You never tell me these things. No, no. We got my brother saying that that was awful. That was all we got. Good. Yeah, I was listening back to it. I was like, why didn't I cut this? Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) 1948, we have another story. Last time it was The New Yorker. Didn't have the content. This time it's Life Magazine cover story, Atlantic City Weekend in all caps. And we actually have the full text and photos, which makes this already much better than 1947. So I will link to the Google Books page. And you can see the full pages exactly as they were laid out in March of 1948. I especially appreciated the subhead, a self-imported French, in quotes, model, relaxes under artificial sun from the strain of a busy career. I mean, in the subhead's defense, she is actually just French with quotes. She is. So I was like, what is this talking about? Why in quotes? And they explain it. They only, the whole article is about two paragraphs long, but they do explain it. That's right. She's apparently originally from Maine, but, you know, grew up in France. And so. Yeah, I think she just went to France for a few years, didn't even really grow up there, but had like a French sounding name, tried to be a model, failed, came back Mm -hmm. and then was like, I was a French model. And then suddenly... That whole shtick worked really well, and everybody's like, ooh, this French model in the U.S. We do get to see Gabby Boucher, the quote-unquote French model, in a French-style bathing suit, they kept saying over and over again. Uh Uh-huh. Just a bikini. Yeah, just a regular bikini. Hanging out in the rooftop solarium at the Hotel Senator. I do have to say, something else I liked in the article is that they wrote out Boucher, and then they're like, pronounced, and then they gave the pronunciation, and I looked at the word, and I'm like, that's obvious, that's how it's pronounced. Right. It even had the little accent mark on the E. <laughs> right. It's like, this is obviously Boucher, anyways. Sister of Bobby uh, Boucher. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, they pointed out repeatedly that she had on a tiny French-style bathing suit. They also pointed out twice that Gabby likes her men just like she likes her swimwear, which is European. That's right. Part of her shtick, not into American dudes. So That's back right. off, everybody. What do you think? I think that, like, she was, I mean, I don't know, actually know how big she was, but it, it seems like the bikini was, like, a big thing, probably, for getting her name out there back in those days, because, you know, it was brand new then, right? I have no idea when the bikini started. I think, like, like right around then, like, you know, late late 40s, early 50s, so it was probably, like, fairly scandalous and uh, good marketing. Yeah, I'm guessing that's sort of a lot of why this was tantalizing or interesting enough to be in Life magazine. Titillating? Yeah, titillating. Perfect word choice. I do have a question. Mm -hmm. Why are there no rooftop solariums anymore? Is this really something we need? It was pretty cool. It had a mini golf hole. There was a bar. (laughs) I did like the mini golf hole. There were a bunch of lights that, like, they said, oh, you could move around for how hot you wanted it to be and stuff. The walkway from resorts to Hard Rock is sort of a solarium. Uh, I wish I could have made it all the way through the article, but I just couldn't because I was so, so scandalized at the part where it talked about how she slept in the nude in Atlantic City. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you had to call your minister. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Go to straight to confession. I went directly to confession. (laughs) (laughs) Not even Catholic, just went straight to confession. Yeah. (laughs) I do have to say, I, I, you know, virtually flipped through a few more of the pages of the Life magazine simply because some of the advertisements in it were just so, so good. Could not get enough of the ads. Yeah, they were 1948 great. ads. I, on the same page as this was like a toothbrush ad. A toothbrush talking ad. About like, yeah. How all the bristles won't just fall out in your mouth. And yeah. I'm like, sounds it, good. It was like a, and they called it a prophylactic, which I found funny. Anyway. That, that was the name of the toothbrush. Yes, the prophylactic. But it was like pro hyphen fill hyphen actic. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? Anyways, that's enough about Life Magazine 1948. <laughs> is it though? Is it? Yeah, I don't have anything else to add. But I'll link to it. You can go read the whole thing. I mean, and by read, I mean look at the pictures. Were there any telecommunications conferences in 1948? I think that that one might have been still going. Just, I don't know. No, there's no joke there. No, I don't think so, Kyle. All right. Do you have a few things you want to correct about last episode before we get started? Yeah. So one thing, uh, we went to the outdoor lobby bar at Ocean, got there at 9.05 and it was closed. It closed at 9. And I sort of made it seem like, oh, well can't know where to sit and get a drink because that was an issue during our trip. But I totally spaced on the fact that the sky bar at our sky cafe, sorry, at the ocean was open and had live music. And for a while, the sky cafe has been closed or had been closed before the pandemic. They used to serve food. They don't have food anymore. They just have drinks, but it was open and you could go sit there. And actually one advantage of the sky cafe over the hard rock lobby bar is that there was no line. So that was nice because the hard rock lobby bar, like I said, always had quite a long line at night. Also, at Hard Rock, I didn't mention the balcony bar, which would have been an option, except the weather was kind of cold and windy at night. I don't think we would have ventured out there for that, uh, although it was definitely open. So those are options for actually just getting a drink in a casino, but I did say it was a little bit hard. Um, We'll have more on that. Maybe not being so hard to get a drink in the casino coming up. A little bit Hard Rock. No. A little bit country? What? Is that (laughs) where it's going on? The other thing is I wrongly assumed we both wrong. I'm going to take you down with me. We both wrongly assumed that Daryl McEwen was getting some sort of affiliate deal with our bus. Did we assume or was there just idle speculation? It was totally. No, it wasn't. Yeah, you're right. It was just idle speculation. We hoped we were like, yeah, we were were rooting for it. But no, obviously it was in Atlantic City Weekly, which is, you know, a journalistic publication and they would have had to disclose that. So no, there's no like not hinting at anything improper. He's not getting any sort of cut. But if you want your 10% off, go uh, go use that code. 
Speaking of which, I, I hear that you have been offered a comp bus trip. I have. Yeah, they reached out. They said, uh, you know, my next trip's on them. So there you go. So if you're on the fence about starting at Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast, just think of everything that you're missing out on. That's true. Free bus trip, man. It's going to be good. Maybe. <laughs> it probably won't be worse than the Greyhound. Am I am I allowed to compromise our journalistic integrity? Yeah, and absolutely. Take a free bus ride? Okay, great. Done. Yeah. We'll just, we've disclosed. Everybody knows now that we're getting the free, I'm getting, we, I'm sorry, B, I'm getting the free yeah. trip. I'm not getting anything. Really, that's probably why I'm so bitter about everything. And yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, you're just like mailing out shirts left and right. We don't have any shirts left. When When is the last time you checked the order form? Are there orders in there from like two months ago? No, no. It's been stuck on the same order number forever. Okay. I checked it like last, right after last episode. All right. So today, Governor Phil Murphy announced plans to lift some code restrictions on restaurants and bars, including bar side seating being allowed starting Friday, May 7th. Uh, you still have to be socially distanced, so I assume it's going to be every other machine like it is with slot machines. Buffets are also allowed beginning May 7th, and the 50% capacity restriction on indoor dining is going to be lifted on Wednesday, May 19th, which is great because we're going to Atlantic City on Thursday, May 20th, right, Greg? Are we going to Atlantic City on Thursday? Yes, we're, we're going to Atlantic City on Thursday, May 20th, Greg. Should we talk about that? I mean, I so really quickly, I was so psyched about this. I think the bar side seating thing is a huge difference maker in the vibe of Atlantic City, mainly because I'm someone who likes to just sit at a video poker bar. But space is going to be such a premium at these video poker bars. So I, it may be really hard to get a machine, but you know me, I'll be up until 3 a.m. if I can get my, my sweet, sweet video poker machine. Mm -hmm. I do wonder if people are going to be extra eager to sit at the video poker machine because you can be, you know, drinking and in without your mask on because you know, well, I'm in the act of drinking. Although I guess you can I do that at a slot machine. I anyway. think when they lift the indoor dining capacity thing it should be easier to just go get a drink somewhere else right that's true yeah it should open up all the restaurant bars right. to where it's no longer like reserved for dining and mm -hmm. that will make a huge huge difference yeah yeah or just yeah the bar portion of these indoor restaurants being open at all yeah so so at tropicana both uh olan and okacha have been closed this whole time yeah right because yeah okacha at least is like 60 percent bar so, yeah, I really, I haven't heard anything about the plans. I mean, this was just announced today, but I really hope that they reopen soon. The bar portion of Olan is also only bar. I mean, there's also the dining room portion, but I've never been there. I've only been to the bar portion. Yeah, I mean, it's, so demand seems to be up, right? Like, the, this weekend that we're going is very expensive. I thought that I might not be able to get a comp until I got one. Yeah, and so, like, things like Sunroom at Borgata is still closed. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's that just hasn't mm. really reopened, I think, mostly because it's very bars-focused. Sunroom is actually closed just because we were there they, there's four, just not 14, enough. 14 months ago. Yeah, there wasn't enough disinfectant. Yeah, for... yeah they're like, we cannot get the, the Dufero-Win stench <laughs> off of the sunroom. It's impossible. <laughs> uh, disappointing. Or we put them out of business when I said my Cuban was mediocre. Which oh, that's was. true. Yeah, they were like, just end it. <laughs> if we can't even make a Cuban, let's just get out of here. It wasn't very good. We're not worthy of the Borgata. So let's talk plans. What do we got? Plans? I was quite upset this morning because I always had a backup option at, at Harrah's because I had Thursday and Friday comped there, but not at Caesars, which I always thought was weird. So I, of course, was doing nothing, assuming that things would loosen up as we got closer to the date, which they still may. Who knows? But uh, yeah, my Harrah's went away and it was like $75, which I just found offensive and preposterous on Friday night. 
$75 for a Friday night in Atlantic City. Ocean, so I, I'm supposed to have ocean comps available, but they say they're sold out of their comp rooms on Friday. At least that's what it says on the website. I don't know if I'm just not a good enough player or what. So I was desperately looking around, and another place I have comps, even though theoretically they're only supposed to be Sunday through Thursday right now, is resorts. But when I checked the calendar, it said I could stay. And I actually think this is clever. I didn't tell you this yet. But they said I could stay Friday night, but only if I stayed on Thursday night as well was basically how it was set up. So Friday could not be the first night of my trip, but I could get a comp room Friday night if I stayed Thursday. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which I think is really smart. I tried to do that, but it wouldn't let me. It said, Mm -hmm. like, only check out on Friday, but it wouldn't let me check out on Saturday. Right, right. And that's how it looked on. For me, yeah, there was three different colors for me. I had the, like, only check out color where it didn't say comp at all on Saturday. And then I had, like, a darker comp color on Friday where it's like, you can't check in this day, but you can have a comp night if you want it. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah, that's nice. So, yeah, the resort's booking uh, actually seems pretty good. It went pretty smoothly. I have to say I did not get a confirmation email, which always makes me a little worried. But, you know, hopefully it all works itself <laughs> out. They they say they charge my credit card, but hmm. the $50 of resorts fees or whatever I have to resort fees or resorts fees. Um, yes. That I'll pay for the two nights. So you're booked Thursday, checking out Saturday, done at yep. resorts. Yep. So today I sort, of, I sort of scrambled around. I booked Ocean for Thursday, just in case any of our friends would need a room, or if I was going to go Thursday and my brother wouldn't go Thursday. Well, your brother, it sounds like, is definitely not going Thursday, right? He's out Thursday. So he's going Friday, and I'm going to stay in the room with him at Ocean on Friday. Yep. So that's a done deal. But we were sort of, you know, we'd emailed our other friends to see if anybody else was coming. It seemed like maybe. So I booked that Ocean room for Thursday, not knowing what was going on and not knowing what my availability was. I had originally gone to resorts and seen literally sold out for every single day. Yes. For my comp level. But but then you told me, check the second link, because there are two yes, links. Yes, there's two links, and one for me as well every single day is sold out, except for, like, every day in July or something. It was very strange. So so right after we praised resorts and their IT, we now have to hammer them, because this is weird. So, so then I clicked the second link, and it had my Sunday through Thursday, so I went ahead and booked Thursday at resorts, since you'll be staying there, and canceled my Thursday at ocean so i now again only have one hotel room on thursday as it should be but it's at least at resorts where you will be staying mm-hmm. in an adjoining rendezvous tower yes, room. Enjoying it. yes. <laughs> uh so you can hear all the grunting coming out of the, <laughs> the bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> rendezvous tower room yeah that's exactly what we want for multiple Hopefully, reasons, I'm, I'm hoping that if i play my cards right in the check-in process i will get a coral suite but we'll see <laughs> with two bathrooms yes two bathrooms just in case you ever can't make it all the way to the rendezvous tower. <laughs> Perfect. So, seems like nobody else is coming, right? Like, that's it. I think it's possible that someone else come, but I'm not sure. I think it's pretty unlikely. So, you're set. What time are you getting there on Thursday? I will probably leave at, like, 9, 9.30, I guess. I, I, I think I'll probably get there at noon-ish, maybe a little after. Uh, interesting. I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to get there on Thursday. Indeed. Yeah, no, I'm serious. I'm definitely going on Thursday. Really? Yep, done. So here's here's the other question. Were you joking when you said you wanted me to pick you up in Philadelphia? It's an option, but I don't think it's as good an option as just taking the... The free bus? One of the buses. I mean, yeah, especially, yeah, the free bus. Like, I'd be a fool not to take the free bus. I can either take a 10.30 hour bus or a 2.30 hour bus. So either getting there at one twenty-five or getting there at 5. 
sort of a question of if I want to take a day off or not. So I kind of need to figure that out because it is sort of short notice now to ask for like, hey, I've already got this Friday off. Can I make it now Thursday? So I don't know about that. But yeah, I'll figure that out. But I am going Thursday. And it's funny because like most of my Atlantic City trips in my life by a, by far have been one night. And still I was like, oh, you're so much better if it was two nights. Like this sucks. <laughs> so now that I'm going two nights, it's like, yes, two night trip. So excited. So it seems like it'll just be you and I Thursday probably. And then probably. all three of and us. Just Paul on Friday. Paul had asked about dinner reservations Friday night, the night that we will all be there. Uh-huh. Namely because of the concern with the very large crowds we're anticipating and the capacity restrictions, although now the capacity restrictions are not anything to worry about. So where are we making our dinner reservations? Or are we just going to play it by ear and go to like, you know, Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall or something? Frankly, we could talk about Thursday too, because I said you could choose where we go to dinner on Thursday if you come. And I will I will stick by that. So some things to consider. I have $25 dining credit at Hard Rock. And uh-huh. I owe you a meal at Hard Rock. I won't <laughs> take you to you. I, I, I refuse to go if you can offset the cost somehow. It's against the spirit of our bets. <laughs> <laughs> I want you paying full price. You can order the most expensive thing on the menu <laughs> at Hard Rock Cafe. We both presumably have $100 diamond dinners. That's true. Um, maybe. Do we, we don't know that, though, right? That's true. And, like, the system now is you just kind of have to go and be like, uh you can ask them like you can ask them when you first get there or whatever so yeah yeah but it still sort of feels sort of weird to be like oh uh, well i'm out then i mean I well guess. i i have no shame so i that's would true. do it but that's a good point so i don't know about like reservations or whatever we can figure that out yeah the other thing is the seed a living beer project is only open from 5 to 9 p.m on friday not open sounds Thursday. great i would i would love to go so we could do a sort of a double, you know, go to the seed, mm. pop over to Litter Water. Oh, yeah. Or, or you know, maybe we could go to dinner somewhere in Gardner's Basin and swing by the seed on the way back to the boardwalk or something. That's true. I've heard the seed. There was a waiting list when Megan Kay, friend of the podcast, only posts in our Facebook group. So, so are you saying we may need to make a reservation to get into the seed? Or is it like still first come, first serve? But I tried to figure out how to make a reservation. You I couldn't figure it out. So I think you just have to show up and and hope for the best. Little I mean, Water, we, you can make a reservation, but I don't think... I don't need to go to Little Water. I mean, I've been there before, so... Yeah, my thing about Little Water, like, I really like it, and I think it's a fun place to go. But what I want to do is, like, go have one cocktail, try the new stuff that they have, buy a bottle to go, and then leave. And maybe, like, mm-hmm. you know, shoot the shit with a bartender or something. I don't really need to sit and, like, order a bunch of drinks at the Little Water. That's not really the experience that I'm looking for there. But I do think it would be fun to, like, you know, go to the seed for a little bit, pop over to little, little Water, get a drink, or, you know, try some stuff, and then head back to the boardwalk for some gambling. Or if we get there, like, at 5, do that, and then go to dinner, and then go back. Yeah, I, if, if it seems like it's going to be crowded, maybe we could go right at 5 to yeah. the seed before dinner, because we should be able to get in then, presumably, I'd assume at 8, it might be more of a problem. Yeah, I think that's a good option. And then we can either go, I mean, we could really go anywhere from there, because you're also sort we of on the way to Borgata, like, if you want to go to... Yes, if I need to go to Wolf, Wolfgang Puck or Bobby Flay. Oh, yeah. Nate, never mind. Hey, Bobby Flay will still be open, but uh, <laughs> we could go to, you know, the sports bar. Just sit at the, <laughs> I mean, not the sports book, which is basically just a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Go to Izakaya. Izakaya would be good. Relive our glory days at the uh, the Sunroom or whatever. Sunroom's closed, man. Although is maybe it, it'll be it open. Still, is it going to be open because they're opening up bars? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like nobody, it's the announcement's so recent. We haven't seen anything about what's 
planning to open. I'm assuming it'll be quick, though. I think stuff's going to, as soon as this is on the table, stuff's going to start opening up quick. That's mainly bars. Well, we will uh, probably talk more about our trip next episode. I assume that will be 95% us setting up what we're going to do. We got to schedule our massive COVID is over party at the mountain bar. Yeah. Masks banned. (laughs) No, yes, no masks. I'll be two weeks past my vaccine. Yeah, no, that my means second Moderna dose tomorrow. I'm fully prepared. I'm just gonna, you know. I was reading some journals, and they were quite explicit about that. Yeah, if you're two weeks past uh, your your second vaccine, it's actually you know much more dangerous for you to wear a mask at that point. So. <laughs> oh boy, you're gonna people are gonna be like clipping this and put posting on the internet. <laughs> You think that people care no, far no. more about our podcast than they actually do? No, I've seen the numbers. I know that they don't. Yeah. You shouldn't say that out loud or you're going to lose your, your bus comp. Oh, you're right. No, listenership, <laughs> massive listenership. Just insane. All the best listeners. This is why the marketing department always hates us, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there's been a bunch of articles that have come out about casinos reinvesting a bunch of money into uh, their properties. Is there another term for that? I think... Deploying the capital dollars. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so... Ocean is doing a $15 million reinvestment in the property using the Little Caesars Pizza Pizza money. You have linked to a press release from the Ocean website. A new high-limit table games area, which I believe that was used to be... Was that over in the corner near uh, America? Mari, I think. Or no, it was by American Gut. Yeah, I think in that area. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember which level it's on. Anyway, I think, I think you're right. The Asian Gaming Room, which you know, I, I actually do really like the Asian Gaming Room in Ocean. If you can call it a room, it's not really a room. It's just sort of in the middle of everything. <laughs> yeah. Two players, club lounges, new pathways around the casino, which, by the way, are needed. The casino is a bit of a mess. And 250 new slot machines. And Caesars is going to spend $400 million over the next three years to focus on revitalizing the company's flagship casino hotel, Caesars Atlantic City. The first phase of the project, a $170 million renovation of guest rooms and suites at Caesars and Harrah's will debut in summer 2021, beginning with approximately 600 guest rooms and suites in Caesars Centurion and Ocean Towers, as well as Harrah's Atrium Tower. All of that direct from the press release, just as Caesars would want it. Just read Indeed. from the press release. Don't deviate. Don't Look, riff on it. Craig, you don't make nice with the casinos by not reading directly from the press release. That's true. Very happy about the Century and an Ocean revamp. I mean, we've talked. We love the Century and Tower Rooms. They are definitely showing some age. Uh, I, I think uh, you love them. I think they're all right. I mean, they're 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 nice. They're nice. It's a nice room, but it's not... Anything special. My Ocean Tower room that I got in, you know, our last trip that I went on was absolutely horrific. Uh, so, yeah. and I hear that the Atrium Tower, though I have never stayed, is also a bit long in the tooth. Yeah, it's the only one that hasn't been renovated at Harris. Which is funny because I think when we started the podcast, that was like the, that was like the nice that, one. Yeah, yeah, that's like where they put all the Seven Stars players because all right. the other towers were like in rough shape. And well, now that's uh, the worst one. In, in episode one, I had a luxurious waterfront tower room which was the new one and i had a shower that drained because of it and you guys were in the like whatever shit tower (laughs) with the The showers that did not drain yeah Yeah, that was awful i don't even know what those towers they've they've changed the names of the towers so many times it's like it's been a lot of times yeah but uh the centurion tower rooms honestly like they're a pretty good size and have big windows and or all of them ocean view i think so just the way the building is facing i think you're either looking up towards ocean or you're looking down towards tropicana Mm -hmm. and they're really 
I think with a refresh would be really good rooms like up there with, you know, my room at, that I had in the North Tower at the Hard Rock or, you know, I don't want to go as far as to say Ocean because those rooms are... Those rooms are, yeah, pretty pretty spectacular. Unless you end up getting the very bottom floor with the wall <laughs> in your way. Um, even though people told me that I was an idiot and that, that was totally Which, which what was better, that, that room or your bottom floor room in Tropicana? Because <laughs> didn't you also have that? Yeah, no, the ocean room was better than the... It yeah. wasn't actually the bottom floor at Tropicana. It was, like, the bottom floor of all the renovated rooms at Tropicana. So it was still pretty high, but it's just, like, for some reason, there was, like, no window until five <laughs> feet off the the floor, which is very odd. It was just, like, something about the way the building was built that, like, this one floor is messed up, which is, like, that's what architecture is, is, like, figuring out these problems and making sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> By the way, it's wonderful that that only happens to you when you're in Atlantic City with your wife. Yeah, I know. Never when you're just by yourself when you wouldn't care. That's why I'll always have a right, exactly. Never like I don't. I wouldn't have cared if I was alone. Like put me in the freaking can't see anything. It doesn't matter. But you know, my wife's like number one thing is seeing a nice ocean view, and then we always end up getting screwed over. Except for Hard Rock, so I'll <laughs> always have this super soft spot for Hard Rock for giving us that sweet, sweet room with the massive ocean view. Anyways, I guess I think this is part of it is that Harris is doing stuff. Part of the $400 million is Harris is adding a restaurant and some other stuff. And so one of the restaurants is the rum point crab house, which actually opened on April 30th. It's in the former Veracruz space. It's only open on Fridays from five to 10 PM and Saturdays from five to 11 PM. I believe that was basically how Veracruz was too, because I believe we've tried to go a couple times and it was just never open. Yeah, it's pretty common with, like, the Caesars-owned restaurants for some reason. I know that uh, Nero's is only open a couple days a week, which I guess makes sense based on demand, but it always just strikes me as really odd. Like, there's something sort of, like, Bush League about <laughs> about only being open two days a week. I don't know why it bothers me, but I think it is yeah, strange that... I mean, I guess it just has to do with, like, that's really when the people are there, and it's just not profitable to have it open otherwise. But you would think just to have, like, a good experience for all of your guests, it would be good to have that have a little bit more hours than it has, even if it doesn't make that part of the casino as strictly as profitable as it could be. Right. And I, I think part of it's, like, what what I've talked about a lot is my very first trip that I've always carried with me is this, like, winter 2010, like, recession trip. Me, you, and Taylor? Yeah, feeling like... The entire city is basically just like yours because there's not that many people there. But then, you know, there's 12 huge casinos all open and a bunch of places you can eat and stuff. And so it's just weird to me when that stuff sort of gets scaled back in this way where it's only open based on demand, which, you know, that's how capitalism works. But I don't like it. How dare you insult our Lord and Savior, capitalism? (laughs) The invisible hand is driving when... Rum Point Crab House is open, just as Adam <laughs> Smith would have demanded it. So this is one of five new or newish things. <laughs> really getting into the econ jokes here. What uh, of five new or sort of newish things planned for the spring at Harrow's? One of them is a new spa. One of them is an expanded lobby bar, which I'm assuming means an expansion of the hashtag bar with no name. A new, quote, dining and nightlife experience at the pool. And the Baywalk, an outdoor container bar with food and live music. So a link to a TravelPulse.com article that runs through all this. I don't know if they're just quoting a press release, but I couldn't find the press release. And uh, so, yeah, new stuff at Harris. That's good. Hold on, Craig. I just got my Borgata email. I must check and Uh, see what my great offers are. Oh, I also got your May offers are here. Mid-podcast live updates. Oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, $26 of comps, $6.40 of uh, 
slot slot dollars. Got to do that. How can I don't want to book a room Thursday yeah. night. Thursday night, we got to spend all our time at the Borgata. That's probably what we should do. I hope your finger is on that edit button as we speak. <laughs> There's not just a button. Just to be clear, it's a lot of work when we do shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. May 20th is only $135. This website is so much worse than the old I know. website is. It's, it it's is. The new website so is bad. so much worse. If you click, where are my free, Where's my free play? Just tell me where my free play is. If you click on dining, it will only show you like four restaurants and you have to click a more button. And then when you click the more button, it like brings up some survey or something. It's like, what are you looking for? It's like, I'm looking for the rest of the fucking restaurants. What do you think I'm doing here? I don't understand. $25. That sucks. All right. I'm going to Fuck that. <laughs> that's oh, our, but I have so many comp dollars though. That's our Borgata website rant. <laughs> yeah. We would have gone to Borgata on this trip. We would have spent all our money at Borgata, and the website just pisses us so much. We're not going to go. And they used to give me just, like, nothing but comps all the time, and now they hate me, even though I don't think I've done anything wrong. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the latest bitter field proposal is an F1-style racetrack and some condos, according to an article by the Press of Atlantic City. A $2.7 billion investment, which seems a little steep to me, but, you know, (laughs) sure, whatever, to build this, you know, race track, you know, road course, more or less. So, I don't know. What do you think? I'll link to the Michelle Brunetti Post article in the Press of AC. This is old, actually. It's... We've kicked it, I think, twice from the podcast. This is an article from March. But my first question, how many weeks a year does, like, a a professional high-end international-style Formula One road course actually get used? Can't be a whole lot. Yeah, probably a couple. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, Indy Motor Speedway, which has the Indy 500. Right. The Brickyard 400, and now has a road course Indy car race. It gets used, like, five weekends a year. Yeah, so, so I don't know. I don't know like how much this stuff gets used. The Press of Atlantic City also wrote a editorial that I'll link to where their editorial board was like, this is not a good proposal. They called it unworthy. Speaking of you needing to do edits, I, I do want to just let you know I clicked that link earlier and it does not work. So, you know, they you took might it want to down. check that out. They took it down because they were like, actually, this is a great idea. We <laughs> take it all back. Probably. The, the Press of AC editorial board is now fully on board with the F1 course. Indeed. They probably got an affiliate code with the F1 course. Right. And had to take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Indeed. Ride our bus. Um, March data. What, the reason you're all here, even though it's wait, a... First of all, do you want an F1 course? Don't you want to go to the freaking Atlantic no, no. City Grand Prix? If it existed, it, it would be cool, but... Uh... I think that, in theory, if an F1 course were the type of thing that would make financial sense anywhere, Atlantic City would seem like a good place to do it. But it is, unfortunately, the sort of thing to me that seems like it would not make financial sense anywhere. So, Yeah, I don't see how this makes financial sense anywhere, like you said. It's like the Olympics, right? Like, it'd be cool, right? Like, actually, the Olympics would be great, probably, for Atlantic City. Actually, no, that wouldn't. That's idiotic. But All the swimming events in the ocean. That would be great. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how it makes money. I do think the idea would be very cool if, you know, all these Monaco F1 drivers pulling up in their yachts, parking at Trump's <laughs> at the, marina. The, the Trump marina. Yeah, um, what, whatever that casino's called these days. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I guess the Golden Nugget. Yeah, but I, I've thought for a while what would be cooler 
is just making a really awesome road course a la the Baltimore Grand Prix in Atlantic City. I don't know how it would work. I don't know whether you could do it, but that would be fun. Notably, the Baltimore Grand Prix failed after like two years, but we'll ignore that. And I would just say that's my preference for auto racing in Atlantic City. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be more of the direction that a lot of places are going. Like, for example, there is a new Grand Prix starting next year in Miami uh, in F1. And that is in a parking lot. So, And there used to be a Grand Prix for F1 in Las Vegas in the literal Caesars Palace parking lot. So like that makes at least more sense because you can at least use it as parking for the rest of the year. What's the scariest parking garage in Atlantic City? And mm. can we get an F1 race there? Unfortunately, like the really terrible ones, I feel like are mostly closed. I mean, resorts is pretty bad. but <laughs> That's that's my goal. Parking garage yeah. Grand Prix. But the cars actually have to pay on the way in. The only, the only thing that they can't do is the Borgata because it's actually a fairly nice parking garage. But and the there's rest a of them... big surface lot where you could actually, you know, make a course. Yeah. Baderfield used to be an airport. You should be able to make a course there. It, I mean, it did used to be an airport. Marsh Data. How much can we really say about the Marsh Data? <laughs> it's a lot better than Marsh Data 2020. The end. I would say it's over 100% better than the March date of 2020. 116 to be exact, year over year, 116%. Mm. That was what we were looking for. That's pretty good, actually, because let me tell you, like, when, when we went, you even said it seemed pretty busy the uh, the night you and Paul were there, right? Yeah, that's true. So, you know, 116% over what was clearly an extremely busy March 2020 seems like a massive success. It was down 17% from March 2019. I think this is a really good number, all things considered. Like, I mean that very honestly. Like, considering that, like, half the slot machines are closed, you know, all the table games are four tops or whatever, like, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I think this number is incredible. I think. To be clear, half the slot machines are not closed. If there's a if there's a plexiglass barrier between the machines, they can have all the machines open. Okay. So in, in Hard Rock, it was only a few machines that actually had every other machine open. It was only a few, like, sections that only had every other machine open. And so it's way more than half the machines in the casinos. And, and a lot of people were still, like, and will continue to be for the next month or two, probably, like, quite conservative about going. Like, I, I think this number's incredible. Yeah, and, I mean, there are other things, like, you know, people are staying away because of masks. People feel like, you know, they want to do indoor dining, and it's hard to get reservations and stuff like that. Like, yeah. there are certainly things that are keeping people away. So, yeah, I agree. I think that it's promising. You know, I went in April, so I wasn't counted. My $20 I lost is not counted in, the, in Hard Rock's number here, but... The crowd is very good, and I expect that what we're going to see, just based on the the prices that we're seeing for rooms, the May twenty first weekend, is that we'll see really big crowds for that weekend. And going into the summer, like there are just all these signs that you know stuff's opening, like Harrah's, all these. You know, we talked about all the money going into Caesars and Ocean, and there's all these hiring fairs and all that stuff. Like it just seems like everybody's gearing up for big money for big money this summer. <laughs> big money. Big, no, there was money. there was just a, an article that I proved to go into the Facebook group sometime in the last couple of days. I don't remember exactly when about how basically all of the casinos are are really starting to spend on capital improvements and stuff, and how it must be like a harbinger of kind of better times to come. I think it was a Wayne Perry article, but I, I agree with that. Basically, I think things are like really, really looking up for Atlantic City, and I think it's going to be a really big summer. Yeah, I mean, David, I know David Danzis was on. Uh... Frank Morano's show, The Other Side of Midnight, and he said mm -hmm. the same thing. Like, just the hiring fairs, everything seems to be indicating that this is going up. So, yeah, go listen to that interview, and you can hear him talk much more educated about it <laughs> than we do. 
but specifically about March, the order was the same as February. Actually, I think one through nine, the order was exactly the same. Uh, Borgata number one, obviously Hard Rock number two, Ocean number three. The the one interesting thing is that Tro- Tropicana closed the gap up to Ocean big time, so they're in fourth. But now it's only I think it's like less than a million dollars between the two. You know that can all obviously be, you know, just month outliers, or it could be trends. We don't know. We won't know until we get a few months, for a few more months. But it is interesting that Tropicana, who had sort of seemingly fell on its face pretty hard, is now doing a little bit better. It does look a bit better. Although, although frankly, I think Ocean is also looking quite a bit worse compared to how it was looking against Hard Rock. So yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they were. They were actually the smallest month-over-month gain at just seven percent. A lot of other people were in like the twenty to forty range. That's that's probably indicative of just them having a bad month, though. Frankly, I would I would guess. Yeah, I mean, it could be them having a bad month. It could also be sort of that they didn't take a hit as much as everyone else in the months. Like they sort of rebounded quicker than everyone else. So I don't know if there's sort of a slowing of that, but we'll see. I don't know if that makes any sense, but. That wouldn't be my expectation, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Bally's was bringing up the rear, but they actually had the biggest month-over-month gain at 42%, so that's good to see for them with new owners. and hopefully Near, sort of... Nearly a $10 million month. Not quite, but you'll <laughs> get them next month, Bally's. Uh, yeah, I would certainly expect that they'll get a $10 million month next month. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're sort of in a tough spot, having gone so bad for a few months and now being under new ownership and being in a players club that's not part of of caesars where they sort of had that caesars bally swallow of us complex they've been annex from that in a way like i'm sure you can still walk between them very easily but uh if you're a caesars player exclusively if you're a caesars entertainment player caesars rewards player exclusively there's not a whole lot of reason i don't think for you to pop over to the bally's park lakes casino or i guess now just the bally's casino and and play there are we going to play there when we're in Atlantic City? At Bally's? I can't imagine. <sighs> Bally's is so good. Is it? I'd rather play at Wild Wild West. No. Damn Lumberjack uh, Beavers. Let's, let's put it on the agenda for next time. But, like, where are we going to play? Only sure, at resorts, but obviously. specifically about Bally's, because I, I personally would like to play there. I've always, in, until, like, the very end of the Caesars reign. Like, you know, I have a lot of great memories of Park Place and I, I definitely want to give it a shot. I want to see what the comps are like. I want to, well, we actually know that at, at least at the beginning, the comps are bad because a friend of the podcast, Jim yeah. posted about how awful they were, but uh, just in terms of rooms and everything else, uh, I, I'd just be interested in, in seeing how things go. Okay. I'm going to need some convincing, but we can talk about that next episode. All right. Anything else about March data? It was a good month. It was a good month. Anything about uh, the income data that you went in and did a bunch of editing on? I, I think we can save that for uh, a rainy day, maybe in a month or two. But uh, I haven't had time to fully, do, you know, process everything. But I did a lot of data entry today for the income data for the last two years, because apparently I never did this in 2019 <laughs> either. But uh, yeah, it was quite a thing. But we now have in our spreadsheet the income data for the last couple of years, so we can look at that and make more educated uh, opinions about everything, which I said that I would do and I've done. Congratulations. Not make the opinions, but just put it into our spreadsheet so we can look at it. <laughs> Super helpful for the podcast. Indeed. And with that, I just want to say, if you want to reach out to us or any of our other friends, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content at do for and buy a shirt. Reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin. Send Craig some questions to do for win at gmail.com. Any last words, Craig? You can send me questions. You can send me freebies. 
Yeah, that's right. I can be bought. <laughs> it costs $19 one way. Like five bucks in free play would be fine. I mean, a comp's room would be nice. Borgata, just if you're listening. Anyways. <laughs> Maybe Resorts was listening and that's why we that's are true. both staying there. You never know. They were like, quick, fix it before they click on the second link. <laughs> I guess we have to talk about Boardwalk Empire, don't we? All right, so Boardwalk Empire. Uh, I think this basically was an episode about uh, Nucky and Owen more or less going to confront this guy that they told Manny to kill. And uh, unfortunately, when they finally confront him in his house, they get cornered and basically a bunch of their henchmen get shot by the feds and Nucky and Owen and this kid have to hide out in a basement for more or less 24 hours and no one is able to reach them. While all that is happening, we get to learn a little bit more about your favorite Jip Rossetti and, you know, find out about about what he's doing in Faber Heights. Mickey and Eli go up to meet with the police there who promise that they will have safe passage through Faber Heights. Eli does, is not very trusting of all this and first gets into an argument with Mickey about how it's a bad idea to send them and how it's going to be a trap and Mickey being an idiot doesn't listen to him so he goes and and kind of scouts it out and sees it's definitely going to be a trap tries to stop the convoy from going through Faber Heights which by the way is going through Faber Heights against Nucky's wishes uh, does not work basically all of those henchmen get shot so bad week for all of the red vest in Star Trek equivalents basically reach the end of the episode once the agents finally clear out of the house that Nucky and Owen and this kid are hiding in. Well, it seems like both Nucky and Owen have taken a bit of a liking to this kid until Nucky unexpectedly shoots him in the back of the head, uh, presumably to send some, send some sort of message to Owen. Yeah, at the end of the episode, you get to see uh, Nucky and Eli having a chat on the boardwalk, probably about how everything is gone. And that's basically the episode. Yeah, I mean, I guess the big plot point is basically like Eli's sort of earning a bigger role and and showing that you know doyle's an idiot and he's not not an idiot like mickey yeah and and that's basically where his value lies is not being an idiot like mickey but it felt like a whole lot of episode for not a lot of advancement of anything you get to see you got to see the great scene with uh uh margaret and the doctor talking to the the nun oh yeah (laughs) yeah and everything's (laughs) offensive to her every word is offensive we had more about this, like, Lucky Luciano and Lansky territory fight over heroin that we just don't care anything about. Like, why is this even a thing? I, I thought one of the better parts of the episode, frankly, was uh, was Lucky meeting with the Italians. But, yeah, no, I, you know, it's it's not very interesting. We got to see Al doing Al things in Chicago. Al's a family man now. He, he got to see how much he loves his son. It was, nice. it was a bit touching to see him with his son, but, you know. Other than that, it was Al doing Al things in Chicago. I feel like this season so far has been like a bunch of scenes without any threads connecting them. Like we got to see the really weird scene where Nucky's on the phone with Owen while he's having sex. Yeah, but but I mean, like the the bouncing around from Chicago to there wasn't any Van Alden in this episode, but even like his stuff, like there's nothing really connecting any of these threads, and so I don't know if they're gonna bring it all together at the end. But right now, it's like. I don't really care about any of these, like, non-Nucky no. characters, so, like, let's stop focusing on that. <laughs> Here's the real problem, Craig. I, I actually think all of the parts of this episode that didn't involve Nucky were, like, pretty much fine or pretty good. It's just, like, the Nucky stuff is so jarring and, like, everything seems so out of character for him and it doesn't make any sense That's like, makes it somewhat unpleasant, I think. Yeah, I agree. That's a big part of it. Yeah, he's sort of, like, going through some sort of crisis 
and also being like extra vicious this season which is weird and sort of like out of character i mean the very first episode it's setting up where he's you know helping out margaret and like yeah he's the boss but he he's also looking wist- wistfully in the uh incubator you know shop and... right yeah and so now he's just like killing people left and right and like the whole thing with owen like we don't even know why he's pissed at owen other than like you know don't get too comfortable or something like it like i guess it just leaves a lot up to the viewer to like decipher their own feelings on <laughs> which is not necessarily a bad thing but i uh, like i need a little more guidance than that i'm like a very literal person so for me like the whole sending a message to owen thing i mean i don't really care like i don't know like, why <laughs> this is i mean important. I, I don't think it was all about that i think also like he just didn't trust the kid and needed to get rid of him too but yeah it's still it, it's jarring i mean i i don't know i don't see where it's going yet but you know hopefully it gets better yeah yeah i don't have too many other thoughts i think that was the the big stuff you know you're just you're just really upset because jimmy's mom was not in the episode not in the episode at all although you know we find out that jip Rossetti apparently just has a thing for redheads it's not just jimmy's oh, mom that's true that's good that is true and we found out that someone shit themselves after they got shot in Tabor heights they shit themselves what he didn't they, when they were like cleaning up the bodies in Tabor Heights after they ambushed them. Like one of the guys was loudly complaining that this one shit themselves. <laughs> I didn't hear that. No, I just uh, mm. I missed the best scene in the episode. Yeah, that was it. We're exactly halfway done with the series. Whew. My assumption is that this is just sort of like a wayward season, and it gets significantly better. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's always those wayward seasons. I guess I think in everything. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm happy to keep going. I just, I hope, I hope specifically Nucky's character needs to figure his shit out because he's, it's just like not pleasant to watch him right now, I think. Like he doesn't, it's not that he's like a mean person or whatever, like they'd be fine if it made sense for his character. It's just his character does not make sense at this point. That's a good, I think that's a good summary. Good. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. Come back in two weeks and we'll hopefully have a lot of talk about what we're going to be doing maybe in Atlantic City. We're going to have dinner reservations. We're going to have show tickets. Yeah, Craig, you need to think about where we're going to dinner Thursday. You need to think about where we're going to dinner Friday. Yeah. And by we, I mean maybe you and Paul, maybe with me. Who knows? Angelo's Fairmount Tap. I would be in for that absolutely on Friday. I think Paul would quit Atlantic City, but... No, I don't think... He's definitely not going to be in for Angelo's Fairmount Tavern. If, in case there's any question about that. <laughs> Darn. All right. Well, thank you guys, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Oh, the Capitals take the lead. I can't wait until playoff time when we will just never be able to schedule a podcast again because they will play at scheduling time four out of seven nights of the week every week. They got to make it deep in the playoffs for that to happen. Yeah, fair. I'll miss a first round game. Nobody cares about that.